Welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. This podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who have been successful because they found what they were passionate about, created something special, and most of all, they gave themselves permission to go and do it. The genesis of this podcast is the inspirational lives of Muhammad Ali and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place advisors come to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. Our guest today is Mike Nessam, who's the CEO of Kingswood U.S., Kingswood may be the fastest growing as well as ever-evolving advisor platform right now. They're doing it by offering the resources and capital of a very large financial services platform with the personalized touch of a boutique. We wanted to find out what's behind all of this, and the best person to share that is the man at the helm. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's been a massive year for you in Kingswood. Have you taken the time to sit back and reflect on what you and the team have built so far? Uh, we have, but uh, you know, the truth is, is that we're we're moving so fast every day. Um, you know, with the technology we're putting on, with the recruits that we're bringing on, and the acquisitions we're looking at, that it's kind of hard to look back. You know, we're we're just always looking forward every day. So um, maybe uh, after the this big swing uh, finally settles down, maybe I'll have a chance to look back a, a little bit more on what we've done. Let's take a step back and talk about um, you. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in um, Queens and then we moved to uh, Long Island when I was about uh, 12 years old. So I spent most of my childhood in Long Island. What were your, some of your early influences? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, you know, for for me growing up as a as a kid, I, I always grew up a little differently than everybody else. I mean, we we moved to a, an affluent area in Long Island after my father had passed away when I was rather young. Uh, we were um, I was probably the poorest kid in the school, but uh, I was motivated by the the public school system that I went to because the majority of those kids were rather wealthy kids. So um, uh, it always, it, it, as a kid, it always um, inspired me to try to do something, you know, much, much bigger and much greater because I could see the wealth around me. Despite those wealthy kids or in spite of those wealthy kids, do you have some of you, remember some of your early influences? Sure. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it all goes back to, uh, to, to my parents, right? Even when my father was alive, you know, I used to see him you know, waking up at five in the morning, going to work, coming back eight, at eight o'clock at night um, and um, still having time to, you know, take care of his kids and, you know, spend time with his kids. Uh, and then after he passed away, I could see how my mother, you know, she she raised three kids on her own with virtually no income um, and, um, you know, working two or three jobs and taking care of us, you know, just put that, you know, um, uh, it, it put that motivation that anything you can do anything that you set your mind to. How did you find your way into financial services? Was it something you saw in it as a path to be successful? Did you find the industry interesting or was it both? Uh, it's, it, it was interesting. So, so since we grew up, um, you know, rather poor I, at the age of 13, 14, I was, I was working in the, in the restaurants as a busboy. So um, I spent my, you know, uh, junior high school and high school working as a busboy. Then I became a waiter and, um, 
the restaurant that I was working in while I was in college as a waiter, a um, bunch of stockbrokers used to come in all the time and, you know, they would, uh, they would consistently try to recruit me um, to work with them. And, you know, though I wasn't, I was in college and I was, you know, just deciding what I wanted to do, it really opened my eyes to, to the industry and what can be done. Um, if thinking back to your early beginnings in the industry, what are some of the things you learned about it? I mean, I learned that, you know, it's, you, you don't necessarily um, have to be the smartest guy in the room. What you, what you need to be is the hardest working guy in the room. So I learned that hard work um, above all will, um, will power you through um, and you'll beat out all your competition consistently by working harder than them. That was, it was a big lesson for me. Can you remember some of the people that guided you along the way and inspired you? Sure. I mean, uh, again, you know, you always go back to your parents. So, you know, I think my, my mother inspired me. My mother, you know, put, um, she put in my brain that, you know, you could do anything you want to do as long as you work hard enough to do it. Um, so that was a big inspiration. I knew that, you know, I couldn't fail because as hard as I worked, you know, success would, 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 would happen. It would just be a question of time. Um, in, in the industry, uh, when I came into the industry, I started to work under a um, advisor. Um, and back in, you know, in those days, what you do is you'd work under the advisor. Um, you would be his intern and, you know, you would help him um, build his book of business while he would teach you the business. And I, I think what was, what, what was really um, inspirational for me is that, you know, even though a, a lot of the other advisors in the room were treating their interns rather poorly, um, my, my advisor who trained me, you know, he, he taught me um, in, in a very honest way. Um, and we had a true partnership. You know, the partnership was, you know, I'm going to help him build his business, but he's going to show me this business and he's going to teach it to me. Uh, and that's kind of what I've tried to carry on to Kingswood is, is that partnership of, you know, you're going to do something for us, but we certainly are going to do something for you. That's a true partnership. Well, he must have taught you well because in 2018, you bought a broker dealer. I mean, tell me yes. about that. Why a broker dealer and what was the plan? You know, I, I for many years, what, what a, my career was built around building super OSJs. Um, so that's what I did with my business. And then and about, in about 2017, I started to see that, you know, the business was changing rather rapidly, that um, that it was consolidating, um, that the, the, there was an old school of broker dealers that, you know, either through, you know, uh, legacy products that they did, um, that their advisors sold or, you know, or, or, or just, you know, through, through, I would say the, 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 the many years of them operating, uh, that there was room for a new kid on the block, that there was room for a new broker dealer. Um, with the ability to bring this partnership, you know, uh, model um, to, to, to the market. And so that's what inspired me really to, just to finally start my own broker dealer in 2018. So besides the huge amount of work and responsibility, now you're all in and you're only as good as the people on the ship with you. So tell us about those early days about the broker dealer, which weren't really so long ago. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I was really lucky because, um, I mean, uh, you know, in a lot of ways you make your own luck, right? I, I, at my, at my OSJ or my, my super OSJ that I had, I had some great people working with me, right? I mean, I had, you know, a, a great operations person. I had a great, you know, compliance person. I had a great manager. 
So I really had the infrastructure um, to move into um, a, 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 a broker dealer with the great with great people. And then when I finally bought my broker dealer, I met a series of people down in Atlanta that were just amazing. So I got rather lucky that way because you know one of the biggest hurdles in starting your business is, is trying to find out you know who your great people and who the people are that you can trust and you know who who the people are that are going to do you know the job. And what I found was is is uh, is a, a dozen plus people that are just truly amazing. And you know I was rather lucky that way. Did you ever come to a tipping point of sorts? And and if you did, did was there something you did to accelerate your growth? Yeah, I mean, so the tipping point really was we started the broker dealer and then, you know, I went into partnership with um, Kingswood London. Um, Kingswood London is a publicly traded company in London. Uh, they're in the wealth management business um, in the UK, and they've been doing a roll up there for the last few years. So the tipping point for us was um, was accelerating from a small to mid-sized broker dealer, forming a partnership with Kingswood U.S., um, which would give us the capital and the name recognition to just take what we wanted to do uh, to the moon. How, how has the marriage been and what are some of the benefits you've reaped from it? So the marriage has been great. Um, the, the benefits are is that, you know, uh, originally when we had purchased Benchmark Investments, we were a small broker dealer without scale. We immediately formed a partnership. Um, with with Kingswood, we immediately saw a, a, a the ability to scale our business, right? So um, all of a sudden, we weren't a small broker dealer anymore. We were affiliated with a, a large broker dealer and with name rec- recognition. So I think um, I think the immediate benefit was name recognition, um, the ability to pull down capital to grow our business from Kingswood, um, and the stability of being a small broker dealer. Um, in one sense, but in the end, this other sense, having a partnership with uh, with with a credible large organization. You know, the, the the thing about advisors is, Doug, is that every advisor wants to work at a small broker dealer because they want to speak to the owner, they want to get things done, and we had the ability to to give people that option. In one sense, we're a small broker dealer because you know we we have an infrastructure in place that's built around servicing advisors and being being personal with them on what they want. And on the other sense, we're a large broker dealer because we have a partnership with a, a, a large group in London uh, with the capital backing that. Being this is the Permission to Succeed podcast. Was there a time through this where you had to look in the mirror during these past two years and say, you know, no one's coming. I must give myself permission to do this, permission to make it happen and be successful? I mean, for me, it was like, you know, uh, well, when I started the broker dealer, it was it, it was that that old story of you know burn the ships because you know you're not going back. Right. So uh, so so when when I started it, I said there's no going back. This is going to be successful no matter what, and there's no other option for me but success. And I still feel that way. I mean, now we're you know what we want to do is nothing short of um, uh, of incredible. We want to be a top three um, wealth management group in the United States with the backing of our UK partners. We're on our way to do that. And um, we're not going to stop till we get there. Last one. What advice do you have for an entrepreneur out there who might be hesitant to just go for it? 
don't don't take any negative advice. There's there's no negative advice that's going to work for you. Um, you know, everyone can always say something negative to you. When I, I remember I, when, and back in probably the you know early 90s, I was a, a waiter and I asked somebody in the restaurant that we used to come in all the time. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about being a stockbroker. What, what do you think I should do? And they said, you know what? Don't do that. It's really a bad time to be a stockbroker. You're better off not doing that. So the advice I give to everyone is go with your dream and work hard to get there um, and don't listen to the negative uh, spin. Mike, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Best of luck to you in Kingswood. Thanks a lot, Doug. Appreciate you having me. If you'd like to learn more about Kingswood, go to kingswoodus.com. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, this is Doug Heikinen. Thanks for joining us.